There's a relationship dynamic that we tend to see in women of this change or this age going through oftentimes where relationships degrade because they don't have that language or don't know how to talk about it or don't even know that it's a thing to understand and give the other some space on. Rather, they think it's more of a a relationship or a change in the person that they don't like. Hello and welcome to the BBXX podcast. Let's get intimate. I'm your host, Sasha Laurie, and we're here to challenge the way our culture has conditioned us to talk and think about sexuality, intimacy, and healthy relationships. To question everything, to embark on a journey of self-understanding, and to begin to rewire some of the backwards thinking that we've absorbed from the subconscious influences that have shaped us all. Our hope for you, and for myself, and for all of us here at BBXX, who are on this journey with you every day, is that through a better understanding of our own identity, of who we are, and why we are that way, we can form deeper connections with other people and live healthier, more fulfilling relationships as a result. Join us as we change the conversation and the culture surrounding intimacy and relationships. And remember that better relationships equals a better life. Before we start the show today, I'd love to give a really important shout out to our user of the week, Roya. We got a note from Roya saying, Hi, your community is amazing. I joined to stay in the know and be updated on my knowledge about women. I'm 55 years old from Iran and have a 20-year-old daughter, so I need to know about the new world views on relationships, sex, so that I can speak with my daughter. Thank you for your useful posts. Hoping for health and peace for our world. Thank you, Roya, and all our other listeners. Please write us and let us know why you follow us on Instagram, why you listen to the podcast, what you like, and any ways that you think we can improve and create better content so that you can live better relationships. Jill Angelo is the founder and CEO of Genev, a company dedicated to bringing the world a better menopause experience. Their online hub features resources from educational materials to menopause health coaches, telemedicine appointments, and wellness products. Named as one of Inc. Magazine's 2016 Most Impressive Women Entrepreneurs, Jill is a driving force for bringing effective health solutions, information, and resources to women and the men and people who support them during some of the most vibrant years of their lives. And so as we're here and we're talking about women and menopause, I'd love to, and I'm not sure if this is something kind of within your forte, but talk about men and what role they can play in this process. But before even getting there on a practical level, talk about what processes men go through and Mm -hmm. what some of the equivalent processes might be. Yeah. You know, certainly men um, are aging too, and their bodies are changing and their hormone levels are changing too. Sometimes people have affectionately called it menopause. 
But men certainly, you know, with testosterone changes are going through their own set of changes. I think that from what I understand and know, it doesn't probably impact them in 34 symptomatic different ways like menopause does for women because our estrogen and progesterone in our bodies control so much. They control the gray matter in our brains that cushions our brain. It controls our moods. It controls our ability to sleep. It helps our skin and hair stay moisturized, our vagina stay moisturized. And so just the impacts of those hormones on our bodies is just more extreme than some of what men go through. Men also go through some of these changes a little bit later. So sometimes the the cycle of change is starting to happen in women faster than it is in men at an earlier age. So I think that's why sometimes ours are heightened over men's. A number of men come to us at Genev and ask us, how do I support my partner? How better can I help her through this period? Like, help me help her, which is fantastic that we're seeing more and more of that. We surveyed women in 2019, we published the menopause zeitgeist. It's the 2019 menopause zeitgeist. And it's just helping people in general understand who is today's menopausal woman. And we published that based on over 6,000 women completing the menopause assessment. That's a free assessment on our site, as well as doing some more social-based research amongst women. And one in five women said they wished they had better support from their partner. And many of them said, my partner, it's not that they don't want to support me. They just don't know how, or I don't feel comfortable bringing this up with them, or I don't even know how to ask for their support or how they could support me. And so it even shows that between men and women, we have a long ways to go in terms of just understanding one another and then being able to talk about it, give each other some space, being patient knowing that it's not the other, you know, when one might have a short fuse. And so there's a relationship dynamic that we tend to see in women of this change or this age going through oftentimes where relationships degrade because they don't have that language or don't know how to talk about it or don't even know that it's a thing to understand and give the other some space on. Rather, they think it's more of a relationship or a change in the person that they don't like. So men go through their own changes in addition to women physically going through ours, but then as well, how we engage and interact in that relationship dynamic is also something to pay huge attention to. I love that you guys published that menopause zeitgeist and helping people, especially men, but not only men, you know, other women who haven't gone through this phase of life and are not very familiar with it either to help recognize and understand how they can be better supporters, better allies. As you mentioned, some of those big, big changes, I love how in, you know, some of the research and interviews that we've done at BBXX on aging, how people can have a very healthy sexual life, sexual connection later on. And that, yes, there are certain bodily changes that happen, especially, you know, in association with these hormone changes, but that when navigated and, you know, you have the resources or the tools or the lubricant to assist you that a lot of people as they get older actually have even more fulfilling and very satisfying sexual lives with their partners if only given the chance to be able to move through these processes in a healthy and informed way. So 
closing up the chapter and kind of this informational portion about menopause, I'd love to know as you've been running your company or learning about this topic specifically or or in general, what your process, your journey has been and kind of how it may have helped shape your relationships, be it with other women or with other people or with partners in your life. I would say, uh, number one, I am so much more educated and just aware of this change in women's lives. And, you know, for my own health, starting with me, I'm a benefactor of that. I'm managing my health differently than I would if I hadn't started Genev and gotten into this business. I think in terms of my relationship with others and even women at large, I certainly hope that we're a liberating platform that is bringing so much kind of normalcy to women everywhere. And I often find that if I'm speaking at a health event or a women's event or something, I'm becoming known as the menopause lady. And it's amazing what women will tell me. Um, They just like, it shows me how hungry people are, women are to confide in others around what they're going through. And especially if they, they know you'll understand or you'll get them. So I've naturally become this place of trust for women to share really intimate things. And, and my heart kind of goes out to them and women at large, because it just shows, again, we're masters at, of disguise. We're masters at suffering in silence. And when we know that others will understand what we're going through and there's a safe place for that, we just so need that outlet. And so I've naturally somewhat become that when I see women or if I'm out in public, it happens often and I always welcome it. I love it because I learn so much in those real-time conversations. I also want to be that resource for women, but I want to continually find a way for Genev as a platform and as a community, a global community, to be able to support women in masses. And so little by little, we're changing this. I hope even individually, I'm starting to change that. I, I certainly feel it personally. And people kind of know me, you know, I'm pretty comfortable talking about menopause in social media or publicly on stage. People just have come to expect it from me. And I think in some cases, people have come to sometimes appreciate it because someone's finally talking about it. And whatever that does in terms of showcasing my own personal experience through it, I'm still at the very early stages. So I am pretty open about sharing my own journey through this. And the more that we're able to do that, it just kind of empowers other women to not only share, but help others, help friends, family members through it. And the more that we support one another, the easier this thing, this change becomes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I'm wondering if you would feel comfortable sharing any of the most impactful insights or inspiring stories from these women who have come to you and have felt comfortable sharing or, you know, from the community at large? You know, from time to time, um, obviously a lot of that's shared with me in confidence. So if I do share stories, I often get releases and we ask women uh, if we can share their story with others. So we'll do that through testimonials and case studies. In terms of the stories that I hear, just anecdotally, the majority of women who share with me are like, oh my God, I thought I was like the only one going through this. Or one woman came up to me once and said, you know, do people call you the vagina whisperer? You know, because we talk a lot about vaginal dryness and painful sex and how limiting that is for women and how uncomfortable it is for women, whether you're having sex or not. And so people have shared their stories of PCOS 
and how it's contributed to just challenges intimately with their partner. Other women have shared a little bit more about really loss of libido and if it's normal with their partner. Others, uh, you know, have said in the workplace, I get up to present and boom, I get hit with a hot flash right then and there. And so there's a stress trigger that goes along with that. Others are like, oh my God, I've had, whether it's women in meetings with me or investors or someone say, okay, I did not sleep well last night. I'm going through menopause. You'll totally understand that, Jill. And they probably wouldn't typically say that to somebody who wasn't in the same space that I'm in, Um, but they'll confide, you know, that they're maybe not their best. And they're kind of saying, give me, give me some space and latitude around that. So those are the sorts of things that I hear on a regular basis. And I'm so glad women share it and that they feel comfortable sharing it because that's what kind of just makes us all feel like we're not, we're not inadequate. We're like, you know, just normal people and some days are great and some days aren't. And, and the more that we can just kind of be authentic and disclose that in a comfortable way, then great, let's do that and then give each other some space and then get on with our meeting or our conversation or whatever we're setting out to do. Yeah. And as you said, just normal people navigating this or even kind of as opposed to normal, more almost extra strong or super powerful to be able to navigate all this and these changes at the same time, which the other half of the population doesn't have to go through. So as we talk about menopause and Genev is doing and helping women walk through life and better understand authenticity, vulnerability, hormones, and all these things. I'd love to kind of hear your perspective on intimacy, which was kind of our main theme at BBXX. And so as we move more into the relationship side of things, I'd love to know what your definition of intimacy is. Definition of intimacy can be anything from holding hands, having an intimate conversation, giving a back rub. So physical signs of that to sex or intercourse. We certainly, as women's bodies change through menopause, have done, have published a lot of content and or even did one study with another organization that has a device to help women really increase libido and or move past some of the more, sometimes when when sex can be painful or uncomfortable, find other ways to be intimate with their partner that is physically fulfilling and emotionally fulfilling. So my definition of intimacy really has a broader range now that I'm doing what I'm doing simply because you can achieve intimacy and you need different forms of intimacy, whether it's more emotional or it's physical I think as you, as you get older and as your body changes. So, you know, my, my definitions definitely broadened over time, but it really can refer to a lot of different acts and or experiences between a person and and somebody else. Outside of the space of menopause or any life stage and more just from your personal experiences outside of being the founder of Genev and, and the space you work in, I'm wondering what lessons you've learned that have helped you be able to better understand yourself or others in the context of relationships of any kind. I think most important is communication and being so comfortable with your partner to be able to talk about what you need or what you want or what feels wonderful. Or if you're wondering what they're thinking about, 
or what they need uh, to be able to talk about it. And part of that just comes, I think, with comfort with your partner and caring for that other person. Obviously, through my life, I've had relationships of varying degrees. And I think that I always felt like I was supposed to do something or be something. And just the freedom that comes with age and experience in I'm married. I am obviously in a monogamous relationship with my husband. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. And it is my second marriage. And you learn a lot through, quote unquote, the failed relationships, um, both physically and emotionally. And I, I'm in the, the wonderful place of getting to apply those lessons to this one. And I think more than anything, in addition to the just the open and super comfortable conversation, our ability to communicate between the two of us, whether it's through words or through actions, we also just so deeply care and respect for each other. I care just as much about his needs as I do my own. And that's something that has evolved over time, I think with quote unquote, just age and experience, but also I'm finding that right partner in person. To me, I think that my ability to feel satisfied or to feel loved is come through finding that right person. And it, it took some time for me. And in a way that's kind of okay, we force things, we think that we've got to have it right, right away. And we don't even know how better it could be until you find it. And we often don't keep searching because we think that a relationship is kind of as good as, as it gets, or this is great. When in fact, like my husband now we've been married for 12 years and whether or not you're married, whether you're just with that person, like it's just, I think it's so important to, you just kind of, the comfort that we have with one another has just contributed to fulfillment emotionally and physically in so many different ways. So I'd say those are the lessons in life. Like you want to make it as perfect as possible, both emotionally and physically with whomever you're with. And sometimes it just needs time to evolve. And for me, I needed time to evolve, not only as a woman, but in my relationships and finding that right one. So I guess the biggest lesson is take pressure off yourself and let things unfold and let time run its course. Because I think whether it's sexual fulfillment or emotional or, or feeling that just like security of being in the right place and the right relationship in your moment that requires time. It doesn't just happen because you're a certain way or because you make it so. It certainly just needs to evolve over time. Thank you so much for that. That was wonderful. And I love that idea of sometimes you just need time to evolve. And you mentioned giving time to find that person, but I also heard a lot perhaps even more of giving yourself time to become that person. And that until you give yourself time to evolve and become that next version of yourself, that is why if you're looking, you need to kind of focus on yourself. And it's once you become that person for yourself that it then allows you to, you know, quote unquote, find that other person. But it's more really a process of finding within that allows for that connection. Absolutely. Well, I'd love that last note. And so I'd love to kind of wrap up on that beautiful last comment. I do have a little silly series of rapid fire questions. 
that I'm going to ask you. And so the first set is just one or the other for most of them. And you just give whatever answer comes to mind. So pizza or pasta? Pasta. Sunrise yoga or dancing till sunrise? Sunrise yoga. Drink of choice? Uh, Negroni. Hugs or kisses? Kisses. Sex or intimacy? Sex. Nature or nurture? Nature. One of the best years of your life? 2008. Who is one of your heroes? Jennifer Lopez. Yes. (laughs) She's kind of apropos at the moment. She's so timely. What kind of dog would you be? I would say, God, I don't know dogs that well, but I would say a golden retriever. I just think they're always positive and happy and I'm pretty positive and happy. Something you're excited about in the next year? Reaching um, hundreds of thousands of new women with Genev. And your favorite tough question to ask people? No, really, how are you doing? (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so a couple more. And these ones are just word association. So the first word that comes to mind when I give you one. Culture. Values. Sex. Intimacy. Love. Hugs. You. Smile. Us. Together. Be. Vibrant. Man. Jim. Be a man. Know yourself. Change. Adjust. Hope. Positive. And BBXX. Intimacy. Booyah. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for the work you're doing. And I look forward to to learning more through Genev and continuing this conversation. Thank you. Well, thank you for giving us the visibility and for bringing this topic to your listeners. Menopause is something, again, that just, it's not always a sexy topic, but I just so appreciate those that are bringing it to light. And so thank you for using your platform to do so. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in to listen to our show. If you like what you learned and you know someone who might also like listening, please do share this podcast. You can also feel free to reach out to us anytime. If you'd like to submit questions, requests for experts to have on the show, or if you'd like to share your positive feedback or constructive criticism, we'd love to hear what you think. It's the only way we can learn and grow along with you. Be sure to check out our website, follow us on Instagram at bbxx.world, and subscribe to the book club newsletter, where we send out even more resources to help you dive even deeper to the topics that we bring to you on the show. Once again, we encourage you to take what we discuss on this show and apply it in your everyday life. Because remember, the better relationships equals better life.